from deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fish and Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your hostess with the mostest, the host the most, the most roast, your buddy, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, associate publisher here for Texas Fish and Game, as well as your buddy that's contributing editor, uh, video columnist, a few other things that I do, obviously podcast host, um, and those kind of things that we do for the magazine. So I'm really excited about this show. You got a solo show with your buddy Dustin on a Sunday afternoon when I'm recording this, not when you're hearing this but maybe a sunday afternoon when you're hearing this but uh sunday afternoon uh with a cold beverage in my hand and a couple of cold beverages actually some choices i have here in front of me this show um and uh just we're gonna sit down and talk for the next little while about uh finding ways to preserve trophies on a budget and finding ways to uh make those memories last without spending a ton of money on things that are um you know that are that are important to you um, and so I think this is a, a subject that's been a long time coming. I always thought, I guess, when I started the show, I'd run out of stuff to talk about. But um, the outdoors is so diverse. There's so many different tangents and sidebars and things that you can think about with boating and hunting and recreation and camping and hiking and uh, fishing and all the different things that we do in the outdoors. That's the one thing why I call this the best of the outdoors podcast because it's bringing you the best nationwide, not just of Texas, Texas and beyond. Um, of, of what what makes the outdoors awesome and um i just really cherish that chance that i get to share with you however you're listening downloading the show or streaming it on youtube or streaming it wherever you're streaming it i just thank you so much for doing so because it helps me uh this is helpful for me this is very um therapeutic for me even as busy as my life is and it continues to get busier it seems like every week but um this is my release this is one of the ways that i like to give back to the outdoors that has blessed me so richly with so many different things uh tangible and intangible um you know there's just a lot of great things there so before i get into this this podcast is brought to you by two sponsors today and one main one that we're going to talk about today is skull hooker um they're going to be a, a way that we can preserve trophies on a budget and um i'll talk more about that in just a second but our other sponsor of this episode is going to be wilson wildlife and if you remember i had dr mike wilson on the podcast a couple of, i guess a few episodes ago now uh talking about white-tailed deer how they breed uh their biology having good water sources and those kind of things to grow trophy deer, uh, to grow bigger bucks, doesn't have to be the biggest buck of your life. Uh, just things that help genetics and help um, help overall with with things that are good there. And uh, so basically Dr. Wilson has Wilson Wildlife Gear, wilson-wildlife.com, that's wilson-wildlife.com. Um, really awesome site that he has and he's revamping his website here pretty soon, but Wilson Wildlife has got a ton of different things that you can get for your property, uh, for your hunting property, uh, feeders, blinds, a uh, wide variety of different products, for excess hunting accessories, uh, you name it. Uh, HP hunting accessories, Spartan cameras, Texas hunter products this is a new one for them. Uh, Texas wildlife supply. And if you remember, Texas hunter products also advertises with Texas fishing game magazine. So we're a big fan of theirs. Uh, but he's got a lot of these other companies on here that are great too. Uh, Athlon optics, all season feeders. I mean, all seasons. I know they saw a ton of those. They've got fire pits. They've got just all kinds of different things. Uh, also in the corn department that you will need for your, 
uh, Deer Feeder, uh, the Bait Corn Company has five different flavors, persimmon, green apple, peanut butter, white acorn, and red apple. I would only want to try some of that. Um, they've got some really cool stuff there for, uh, for that. And so anyway, check out, uh, Wilson wildlife. They're based in Tyler. They're going to open a retail store here pretty soon, but right now they're revamping their online store. Wilson hyphen wildlife.com Wilson dash wildlife.com. Uh, they basically, I'll put the info in the short show notes and everything like that. They've got a banner that they built for us too, that I've got up on our website at fishgame.com. Uh, so if you're in the Tyler area, obviously it's local to you, but if you are around Tyler, Texas, if you're around, um, anywhere else, they're bigger things they've got free delivery for a lot of those uh they're they're bigger items like the stands and the the blinds and the um the uh, deer feeders and protein feeders and stuff like that, that they've got free delivery in mo- most parts of Texas and, uh, you know, for, for doing that kind of stuff. So that's really, really, really exciting stuff. So wilson-wildlife.com, give Dr. Wilson a call, numbers on the website. Um, you can check those guys out. All right. So next up, Skull Hooker. We're going to talk about Skull Hooker today. I want to give them a first on shout out. You can visit them at skullhooker.com. That's skullhooker.com. Uh, and basically what we're trying to do here is mount things that are trophies to us and and basically do it on a budget. And they've got a wide variety of different things that you can do that with. They have the turkey hooker where you can display a turkey fan and the uh, the spurs, uh, the feet, and the, um, and the beard. And uh, or multiple beards, if you have multiple beards, they have mini hooker for small, uh, small, small uh, uh, heads. They've got little hooker for deer size heads. You've got the big hooker for elk size and larger heads. Uh, their table hooker for displaying them on a table. You've got the big hooker and letter, little hooker for displaying them on the wall. Uh, trophy tree, which you can display a bunch in a corner and turn them in a lot of different ways. Bone bracket, where if you want to just do a, a skull cap and um, and basically just display the antlers. The bone brackets for you. The XXL bone bracket is basically a larger version of the bone bracket number one, uh, and uh, it's it's really good. And then you got the uh, bone bracket skull cap combo if you want to kind of make more of an elegant look of your skull cap uh, there in the middle of your antlers. Uh, that's kind of cool. And then a wide variety of other things. So anyway, there's a lot of really cool things that are going on with uh, Skull Hooker. So definitely check them out. And we'll talk more about them as the show goes along. I'm just going to talk today about things that are important to the average guy. Because I'm an average guy. Most of you guys know I'm not excessively rich. I don't have yachts and, um, you know, uh, 100,000 acres to hunt and, and you know, um, planes and all that other stuff that I do. I'm just, you're pretty much down to earth wildlife guy, uh, down to earth hunting and fishing dude. Uh, I've got a garage full of stuff that I used to hunt and fish. I've kind of accumulated over the years. I've got everything a man could ask for. I'm very blessed. Um, but basically what I try to do is two things like Chester Moore always says, he's been on this podcast before many times, uh, Christ kids and critters. Uh, I'm big about God, big about Jesus, big about, uh, the outdoors and, and children and getting children involved in the outdoors and then about wildlife and wildlife conservation, preserving this beautiful thing that we have in, uh, in this, in this world. Uh, and what I'm going to do in the show notes is give you guys a glimpse of my office where I record this podcast most of the time, uh, whenever I do a, a, a studio podcast and I've got, uh, photos of all kinds of different, you know, scenery and stuff in my office. I've got, uh, two ram skulls that I did taxidermy on myself that I boiled out the heads and, uh, did, uh, did a plaque mount on. I've got a hog skull that was dipped in camo, cryptic camo of all things. looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, I've got some, some skull cap, uh, just, just, um, 
you know, uh, um, uh, you know, antler mounts basically. And then I've got a whole wall full of, uh, European mounts and I've got a mark on the back of all those European mounts that basically talk about where, uh, there was, you know, what year it was shot, uh, what, what, uh, area it was shot in just to give me memories of those memories. I've got some shoulder mounts around the rest of the office and some more Euro mounts. I'm really big about Euro mounts. Uh, I've got a red stag, talked to you guys before about what I have around the office, but a red stack, Catalina goat, two rams, uh, two white tailed deer. And that's, uh, I've got about a 10 by 10 size office and this, the walls are pretty full. <laughs> so, uh, that's just kind of the way that it goes. But, um, that all being said, the easiest way to preserve a trophy for yourself and for your kids or, you know, preserve a memory of the outdoors, whatever the case may be, is to do it yourself. And uh, Skullhooker has, has lined up a good way to do that with a lot of their products. But, um, you know, a lot of guys will just go take a, a picture hanger, uh, boil out a head, you know, do a European mount and uh, boil out the head, skin the head, boil it out, and uh, then take and put a picture hanger on the, uh, on the back of the skull. Or I guess frame hanger is the easiest way to explain what that is. Uh, it's basically just a little uh, tab that you use to hang uh, a picture on a nail or a screw, whatever the case may be, in the wall. And uh, and hanging up that way. And I've been doing it that way for a long time until I met Skullhooker and some of the stuff that they do. Um, and and I really, really, I got some Skullhooker products sent over to Chester, who's doing a whole series on this subject, uh, about working man's trophy rooms, okay? Working man's man caves. Uh, not the, the super elite that can all afford to go get a shoulder mount done and pay, you know, $500 on up for the, every whitetail they've ever shot to be shoulder mounted or whatever the case may be. This isn't, this isn't for them, but this is more for people that are just honest, hardworking, salt of the earth people, which I know a lot of you guys listen to the podcast are that, uh, not the overly, overly, overly wealthy, um, you know, down to earth people, younger people, whatever the case may be, that don't have a huge budget and uh, don't want to spend a whole lot of money on, on preserving a trophy. And that's, that's kind of what this show is about. Um, so that all being said, I, I've basically will send you guys what I have collected over the years for my trophy room, um, for my, my man cave, my office, it's full of a lot of stuff right now. I've got a, uh, cool little, um, boat thing that my mom gave me, uh, years and years ago that I've got gar heads on. All right. And then I've got a wall that I've got a big gar skin on. And the way I did that was just simply, I'm talking long, uh, nose gar, uh, not alligator gar. Of course you can do the same thing with them, but basically what you're doing is skinning out a head. Now you may or may not need to skin out a gar head. You don't really have any skin to skin out since they have armor plating, but you basically will, uh, will take with a, with a white tailed deer or a hog or anything like that and skin out the head. Um, remove as much meat and everything that you can. You do that on a gar skull as well. And then boil. Um, you know, uh, you, you can boil with some detergent, some, some, a little bit of a little like cap full of bleach, uh, you know, just, just some, some kind of cleaning elements. Uh, and basically, uh, um, there's a lot of different ways you can boil. There's no wrong or right way of doing it, but boiling a few heads at one time is a lot more economical. What I even do for gar heads is simply, uh, burying them in an ant pile. If I have one handy. Um, or just set them out in the sun and let them, uh, after I've cleaned out as much as I can clean, I basically let them kind of, uh, become one with nature and, uh, and go through and have the, the experience of, uh, of kind of getting bleached in the sun. 
And uh, then you can easily move the jaw and set it up to where the jaw is, is open, kind of like you would a hog jaw if you open it up and want to show the tusk and kind of put a stick in between there. I use little pieces of uh, wood skewers that I use for, for, for dinner <laughs> and, uh, and basically put them there and then glue the jaw joints uh, together. Uh, at that at that open point and the jaw stays open and that's pretty much all there is to it i've got three gar skulls i'm looking at one small gar skin and then on my wall i've got a um a, a big gar skin of almost the state the lake record not state record but lake record on lake dunlap i shot that gar in 2012 with marty mcintyre and i we did a uh, i've talked about this in the show before if you listen to any other podcast um we did an awesome uh, bow fishing trip. It was a marathon. We we bow fished for nearly 24 hours from dusk till dawn. I uh, did a four lake marathon, and basically we were so tired while we were done with that. But I mean, we, we shot so many fish, it was crazy. But I, I shot what I believe was four inches short of the lake record, uh, and I, I I preserved that uh, that hide. I preserved that armor, that that skin, that gar skin. Uh, all I did there was just scrape out as much as I could all the meat uh, after I, you know, cleaned it out and used the meat for, for food. Um, you know, I cleaned out all the different entrails and all the stuff that's just left, kind of splitting it from the bottom down, uh, you know, and opening up that chest cavity. And you got to be careful because if you touch those row, which are their eggs, you know, you have issues with, uh, with poison and stuff like that. Even if it touches the meat, it can poison the meat. So you want to be very, very careful with the eggs if you run into any eggs and, and cleaning a gar uh that it does not get on anything that you're going to eat uh and then you wear gloves and make sure you don't get the the, the gloves on anything after you touch the eggs to uh that'll that'll be anything that'll be of consideration there so there's there's a couple of different things there but basically what i did there was is just skin it out and uh let it sit in the sun for a little while hung it on a nail in the backyard and and completely covered the inside of it with borax and just let it dry out. Let all that slimy, greasy stuff from uh, from the gar uh, dry out and clean out, and then wash it every so often. And borax is kind of a cleaner, so you basically can you can wash it with borax and then let it dry again, and just until it gets all the stink out of it and all the slime and everything that gar naturally have. Um, that's a great way to preserve a gar skull. So, I mean, uh, bow fishing is more like bow hunting anyway. <laughs> so I guess I could group that as far as, uh, you know, doing your, uh, your trophies and hunt hunting because you kind of do hunt when you bow fish. Um, but that's just a really neat way that I've used to, uh, to preserve a gar, a gar, uh, skin. And that's one of the first thing people look at besides the hog that's dipped in cryptic in my, um, in my office is it's a hydro dipped or hydrographically dipped uh in cryptic is they look at that giant gar skin and they go holy smokes where'd you shoot that thing at it's like having a giant sturgeon or a giant you know pike or a giant um you know uh, a shark or anything like that having the skin of something like that hanging upside down on a wall uh, it, it draws your eye and it's a great memory because that reminds me of that night. I was, you know, 24 hours in bow fishing world. Um, just, just eating up, you know, we, we shot like 12 gar in under an hour, I think, um, on that trip. And, uh, we couldn't get them in the boat quick enough. I mean, they were spawning and it was just a while. It was in March of 2012 when that happened. So great memory and a great memory of the, the gar skulls that I'm sorry, I hit my microphone, <laughs> the gar skulls that I've got over here to the left of me. Um, they're, 
they're just they're really good reminders and so you get out the eyeballs you get out all the meat from the brain and the head and everything like that and you let it sit in nature uh open up the um the jaw and uh glue the jaw joints uh with some super glue and you've got a heck of a trophy there and i've taught people how to do that for years now and that i've got mine and they don't stink or anything like that if you do them right or if you set them with an ant bed or whatever the case may be as long as you just clean them out go with some borax let them sit in nature for a while and uh, nail them to you know a tree or whatever and just kind of let it all dry out and use borax it, it works really well so for animal skulls like i was saying earlier you get to where you skin out the head you skin out the you try to carve as much meat as you can off of that and then you boil and the boil solution that i use like i was alluding to earlier is basically a you know a mixture of laundry detergent uh you know usually powdered laundry detergent but you can use liquid too i mainly use liquid laundry detergent for uh for doing um most of the laundry loads that i do so uh but you can use powder too and basically uh you just boil that out change the water every so often um and and it it gets pretty nasty okay it's not the easiest way to go through and um and 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 do this but what you want to do every so often every 15 minutes or so is pick up the uh the head with a coat hanger or a pair of tongs or some way that you can and something you're not going to use for anything else by the way because this is a nasty job but when you're boiling out a gyro you want to lift up the head and just start scraping off the meat with a knife or whatever you've got going on the meat the sinew uh the the gelatinous parts and all the different parts that on a hog or a deer skull or elk skull or anything like that that you're boiling out keep the antlers well above the water line and uh, you just don't want to make sure any of that gunk gets on them as well as you can uh do the best job that you can on on uh on cleaning it out and uh and try to get all the the gunk off of it the best as you can and don't worry about saving the bottom jaw on a deer uh nobody ever really mounts those for the most part either and uh but the bottom jaw on a hog you want to make sure and this is true on a the top jaw of a deer uh or any kind of animal that related to a deer you want to make sure any teeth don't get lost in the grass when you're changing out water because they will lose teeth if you boil them too much so you don't want to boil you don't want to overboil, but you don't want to underboil. You want to boil to where you get the point of, um, and there's different, you know, there's different boil cycles. There's different, uh, you know, schools of thought on that. I'm not going to give you my fast and hard, you know, this is how long you should do it and everything like that. It's going to vary depending on how much propane you've got in your turkey, uh, your turkey fryer um, burner that you'd be using to boil it out. I would not boil this out in the kitchen, the kitchen stove, guys. All right, it gets nasty. So what most guys do, and I forgot to preface that with this is uh get a turkey fryer do it outside with a propane tank all right with a propane tank uh on the turkey fryer and um the the propane tank powering the turkey fryer and basically a pot on top of the turkey fryer that is keeping uh your boiling and everything like that going on um and kind of a stock pot is what you really need i've used some pots that i bought at goodwill i've used pots that i've gotten handed down from my grandparents and that kind of stuff so i've used uh, a lot of different pots and pans and stuff to do this with but a good stock pot is what you need to kind of boil uh, big enough to fit the head in and uh but but also shallow enough to keep the antlers out you don't have too much water and um so you can use some bleach a little bit of bleach you can use a little bit of um uh laundry detergent you can use uh, dish soap i mean anything that's going to break through and boil out the the oils and those kind of things and make you have you a clean skull and uh then um what i also like to do is let it dry out after i've done boiling and getting most of the meat off and everything else and some people even take this and and will you know not worry about doing 
this other stuff and we'll, we'll bury it in an ant bed, you know, and come back. The problem is the ants aren't, don't always do the best job of it. It's not really a, a clean process at all, but I mean, you can do that. I've heard of many guys that are doing that. I've done that to some degree to some of my Euro mounts in the early days of my hunting uh, career, but, um, you know, it's not, that's just not, it takes a while okay, for the ants to get through all that meat. Uh, and it stinks and everything like that. Boiling stinks, but it's not, it's probably the cleanest option that you've got compared to letting it decompose and do its thing in the wild. Another option you can get is, I, I'm not saying this right, but the dermicidal beetles, I think I'm saying that right. Um, or derma, derma something or other, the derm, derm beetles is what they're called for short. Uh, and there are places that have derm beetles. You can buy derm beetles. So basically what they do is in these little beetles that look kind of like cockroaches or June bugs or something like that. They basically go in there and clean out a skull uh and they they work with a lot of the different uh archaeology and and uh, anthropologists and those kind of folks that do uh those kind of things that need need not to boil at all because the skulls and everything that, that they're so old and so fragile that there's an issue there uh with boiling them but uh boiling is probably the most efficient method to get them done and i learned all this stuff from my buddy Danny Berry over at DB Wallgame Processing and Taxidermy and DB Hunting Ranch. And then I work for his uh, live sale business, which is Double B Exotics. Um, so basically, uh, you know, that's one thing that I've learned is he'll boil, he'll have a big old giant like cauldron that he will put, uh, that he'll boil on a, a propane power turkey fryer. Uh, and he'll boil out several heads at once and then we'll pressure spray the, the heads to get all the meat and gelatinous stuff off and everything like that. And then we'll turn around and, um, and, and let those dry out. And then he has peroxide. I was getting to this part next. Uh, the peroxide that he boils them in. Uh, they don't boil they just you know they just kind of i guess they do kind of boil but anyway the peroxide eats away what's left and the peroxide leaves them with the bleaching that everybody likes out of out of nice skulls as well and i just got a hog skull i'll put a picture in the show notes for jackson uh jackson's hog skull and i was gonna have jackson on this podcast but he passed out on me earlier <laughs> he went to pay he went to take a nap but um anyway he uh uh, he did an awesome job on this hawk skull. It is as clean as a whistle because what he did was, was spray, you know, boil it, spray it, uh, spray it out with a pressure washer and then soak it in peroxide. And you know, he, the level of peroxide that he gets, I don't know where he gets his peroxide from, but it's a higher concentrate than you normally get from Sally's beauty supply or a place like that. But either way, you, you're, you're letting it sit overnight and the peroxide goes through and eats away all the other stuff. Um, another way you can do this is something that most people that do European mounts know, uh, is, is to take a, a, a mixture of, uh, Sally beauty supply sells the, the mixture of this, the bleach and the, um, and the peroxide that you mix together to make a paste, paint it on there, spray it off. Okay. And paint it on there and let it set overnight and spray it off. Okay. So there, again, don't quote me on any of this stuff, guys. I'm just giving you some ideas of things that I've done over the years that have preserved a lot of the different, you know, trophies that I've got in my room. Uh, even, even the wall of shame in my garage, I've got this garage wall that has nothing but like these dinky deer that I've killed over the years. And we call it the wall of shame, uh, that I've got in the garage of European mounts of, uh, of, uh, undesirable spikes and other ones that, that did not make the cut to go into the office. But, uh, you know, overall it was just, it's something that I, uh, that I just really enjoy doing. I mean, the boiling and the cleaning out and that kind of stuff is kind of a dirty, messy process. 
it's something to do you, you can do in the off season. But um, as far as that goes, you can also turn around and um, and get a, a shoulder mount done and have a taxidermist take your deer from the field to the table and, and uh, processing wise, like you can at DB Wagon Processing and Taxidermy. And then you can uh, you can turn around and uh, and have them do a uh, shoulder mount. What you'd be looking like uh, for a European mount is in the hundred dollar range, hundred dollars, two hundred dollar range for a hog is around two hundred dollars for a um a, a basic deer i think uh, they charge around 150 dollars to, to boil one out and get everything like that and i don't even remember that comes to a plaque or not um but that's what you can pay somebody to boil one out for because of the time it is a time investment you may just think oh they're just boiling ahead you know they're just cleaning out a skull it's not that big of a deal it shouldn't cost over a hundred dollars well it's a nasty job and there's a lot of work that goes in there to do all that okay if you've got a ram skull if you've got a, a hog skull if you've got a you know a deer skull whatever the case may be they all require special attention you got to slip the ram horns you've got to um you know watch the head on the on the on the deer and watch that uh, watch the teeth you've got to watch the bottom jaw on, on a hog you know so on and so forth you want to make sure that you're cognizant of that before you embark on a journey of boiling it out yourself um and you also want to make sure if you're paying somebody to do it that they do a good job for you and like i say here in central texas that's danny's who i use but uh there are a wide variety of different people that you can get to uh to do euro mounts for you and a lot of i've seen some of them run as cheap as like 75 bucks okay and if you think you can get a good deal for that check references look at their website look at their work you know look at their facebook page whatever the case may be um you can get that done but i mean that's the main thing that you got to watch out for there so but you can always get a shoulder mount all right and and those run about 525 525 dollars uh for a for like a whitetail on up to you know whatever you want to spend 950 dollars or so for a bigger game um uh, up to a steer and i think a steer costs like two thousand dollars to mount or something like that if you want to shoot a watutsi or something like that or african steer or, a, or an american steer um you know you can spend that kind of money but what i wanted to focus on in this show is something like the skull hooker um what I'm interested in more than anything is how I can preserve things without breaking the bank. And what Skull Hooker has done is come out with a whole lot of different elegant looking mounting options for European mounts. And specifically, that's what I want to talk about on this show because I've got a lot of plaques around my office, but the thing is they don't, they take up more room. They take up more space and space is something that, you know, the older I get and the more stuff that we all accumulate, the older we get, they've come up with, and I think I'm going to get one of these soon is a trophy tree and a trophy tree basically allows you to angle all your different, uh, animals, all your different European mounts. You know, you can set several of them on a tree and, uh, basically set the skull hooker and mount the, uh, the, with the skull hooker, um, uh, trophy tree mount. And you basically can angle them different ways, have them pointing different directions, uh, having them, um, you know, changing the different directions that they're, that they're facing and those kind of things. It is the, the opportunities are just endless on what you have, but what you have with a, a skull hooker and some of their other products is, uh, is something that's like the, uh, I'm going to pull up here, the Realtree edition little hooker. This stuff is great. And I'll give you a basic rundown of what this is, but basically you've got, um, you've got uh different mounting options as far as it, uh high or low if you want to mount you know with a with a more present uh you know uh, uh good presentation or you can you can you know lower or, or, or raise uh, which is really cool you've got wall mounts you've got pedestal mounts for tables you've got 
um, the trophy tree option, which they came out with, I think last year. And I mean, this is just incredible stuff. So, uh, the trophy, uh, let's see, the skull hooker is a unique mounting system and a great way to get a professional and elegant display for your hard earned trophy that you can be proud of. The skull hooker mounting system comes complete with all necessary hardware to securely display your trophy for a lifetime of full rich memories. We all, uh, they also offer a 100% return policy available under any of the rare circumstances that you have and that you may want to return the item. But guys, this, this, they, they've really done this well. And I'm really impressed with the elegance that they can show a skull because before I really thought all I had was an option was a, was a, a bulky plaque. And uh, I've got one mount and it's, it's got a Texas star on it. So for the Lone Star State, they got these made in Mexico and they were welded. And basically it has a, um, it's similar to the skull hooker in a lot of ways, as far as the, the design of it, but it's designed for a European mount, but it basically is just a star that has a, 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 a you know, a, um, a screw coming out of it that goes into the skull and, uh, it looks kind of cool. But the thing is, you, those are hard to find. You could only find them in Mexico. They bought a batch of them. They sold them, you know, skull hookers are always going to be available. And it's one thing you can make the, the trophies in your, in your trophy room or house or, uh, bar area or whatever look really nice with doing nothing but skull hookers all over the place um, and you can like a table a wall a trophy tree whatever the case may be a turkey hooker this is one of the best ways to and there are a lot of different ways guys to figure out how to preserve a turkey fan okay in a lot of cases it's basically just taking the turkey uh tail off or the the fan the fan fan off and basically um uh you know boraxing that area drying it out so it doesn't stink and then spreading out that fan and letting it kind of sit there um you know as you as you preserve it uh and then they've got a they've got kind of a metal preservation part you can put uh the fan in and then you can end up turning around and putting the 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 feet with the um what am I, I'm, I'm absent-minded today sorry guys uh the feet with it shows the spurs as well as the beard i was talking about that earlier uh elegant elegant way to show your trophy man i mean it's just great ideas and i i really my hat goes off to skull hooker and what they've done because if you see their booth at at um at shot show which i do every year they really make the 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 elegance and the professionalism of a European mount look great. It used to be that European mounts were only the poor man's way to show off a, a, a trophy. They didn't have the money to to spend on a, tro a trophy shoulder mount or whatever the case may be. It's not that case with Skullhooker because a lot of their products, um, all of their products, showcase the best way with a nice, elegant, brushed aluminum, brushed steel, whatever their products are made out of. I'm not an expert on these things, but with their with their the metal that's kind of polished in aluminum or polished brushed brushed uh, metal looks really nice. And the thing you can also do is is turn. Uh, the mounting system basically turns so you can show the better part of that rack, the better part of those antlers, the better part of those horns, uh, and turn them whichever way you want to on some of their mounts. So that's really, really good stuff. Uh, and they've partnered with us to be an advertiser before, so I'm not giving all this without being, an, you know, an endorsement. But basically, I, I am giving an endorsement that their stuff is really good, and you should really go check them out. So Skullhooker.com for that. Um, you know, and, and the more I, I I do this show, guys, the more I realize 
that this this is really an all-encompassing podcast, guys. And this one thing that I've talked about before ad nauseum is the things that, that are important to me, are important to you, are important to all of us. I'm trying to make the outdoors more accessible to people. Hunting is getting expensive, all right? I talk about that almost every hunting show that I do. But basically, my, my whole point with bringing you something that is of value to you like ways to preserve your trophy is is so you can have a room full of this stuff without breaking the bank without it costing you a second mortgage on your house you know and uh, i've got some really nice overall uh, shoulder mounts that i have in here i'll tell you the truth a lot of them i've traded for i've done website work or i've done digital marketing or whatever the case may be for a lot of taxidermists over the year and i've gotten a lot of this you know in trade but um it doesn't have to cost you a ton of money to get a, a, a gar mount, you know, a, a alligator gar, a long nose gar, a short nose gar, lean nose gar um, mounted and, and done like that. It doesn't cost a lot of money to uh, to, to get a skull hooker and to, to boil out your own plaque or a skull hooker plaque and boil out your own um, your own head. Uh, it doesn't. But again, you know, one of the best options you can look at is paying somebody to do it. But either way, you've got to have a way to put it on the wall. And one of the best elegant ways you can do that is with skull hooker, like I talked about. Of course, you can get wood plaques. You can get all kinds of different things like that. But these, these don't take up much room, meaning that you can put more stuff on your wall and have less issues with... Um, with uh with with being too crowded and you can it's just oh it's just a great way to display your your euro mounts which is really cool so that's what i mainly wanted to talk about on this show is the euro mounts i've got a picture of the hog that's dipped in cryptic i'll definitely show you a picture of that i'm looking at him right now uh, i the, the neat thing about this too just to get a little deep for a moment is that you know however you boil out or pay somebody to boil out your skull or whatever and i didn't give all, all the directions and all the stuff you can find youtube videos on this articles whatever you want to on how to boil out a skull all right it's different for everybody has their own different way to do it all right um but you want to and i want to make sure you don't breathe in those those vapors of the laundry detergent and stuff like that boiling again it gets nasty real quick so do it outside with the, with the turkey fryer and with a, a big stock pot and a propane burner um but you know the thing that you uh, that you want to watch out for is that, you know this is this is not just for you. This is for the future generation too. This is for like I said, my son Jackson got his first hog uh, Euro mounted and are uh, just just you know Europeanized, I guess you want to call it, just just boiled out. We've got a boiled out skull. I'm going to get a skull hooker, uh, some kind of display his to display his hog mount. Um, and, and really make it look elegant and everything like that. But, it, you know, the thing about it all is that this is this is showing the next generation how cool it is to have a Euro mount. I mean, this is showing the next generation how cool it is to preserve something that you did yourself if you want to boil out your own skull. Um, this is, this is showing the future generation, how all this works and how to break down the skull and what all the different working parts of, uh, the skull and the jaw muscles and the, and the, the brain and all that other stuff, man, my son gets fascinated about that kind of stuff. And it's the kind of stuff that really makes my socks go up and down because it's something that is a value to, to me showing the next generation how stuff works. Okay. And there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with that. But I mean, there's, there's just so much you can do on a budget. And I've been on a budget my whole adult life, ever since I got out of college. And I was a broke college student at some point. You know, I, I've always been one that, that, that doesn't believe he should pay more than he has to. And I don't think you have to pay that much to, to get something. 
And so whether it's uh, doing a, a trophy mount, you know, your amount or, or doing a paying $525 to get a, a whitetail mount or whatever, it's the best whitetail you've ever had. And I've got my best whitetail archery, but behind me, Mr. Big, I've talked about him a lot on this show. Uh, I've got him a shoulder mount. That was a special deer to me. But if you're looking to preserve a special deer that looks really cool and really elegant, um, you know, these are just some ideas to give you something that you can do on your own, make a weekend project of it, make it to be a, a cold one drinking project or whatever the case may be. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a great way to kind of hang around the, the, the boiling pot and tell some stories and BS a little bit and just, you know, just have fun in the outdoors. It's just another way to connect. And it's another facet of what we do in the outdoors. I'm gonna take another drink here cheers all right uh the the way that we do you know um the things that we do in the outdoors is about spending time with each other it's about community it's about the spirit of the outdoors or as ted Nugent calls it the spirit of the wild um the spirit of the wild is is running free as as i think the words of that song go but i mean the thing for me is that it's all encompassing of what we are in the outdoors we are the dominant predator we are the one that goes out and dominates nature, but it's also to feed our family. It's also to, to make a preservation of a memory. It's also to, um, and that's what this is really about. It's also to preserve something that you'll remember for the rest of your life and something that will be of value to you for your lifetime and your children's lifetime. Like I said, above me, I've got two uh, uh, horn mounts, uh, or I'm sorry, antler mounts that are just uh, skullcap mounts. Um, that are, uh, I've done my own custom, um, you know, uh, fabric over the, over the horns and that kind of thing and put them on their own custom plaques. And basically they're both wood, wood, wood plaques, but you can use the bone bracket to preserve, you know, and they have a skull cap for these, uh, as well. Um, if you just have a, have a, a horn mount that you want to show on a skull hooker. So there's another skull hooker plug there. Uh, but basically these are memories of my grandparents. These are merry memories of my dad's dad and my mom's dad and the time i mean you know, my 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 dad's dad passed away in 2005 right when i started getting into hunting and fishing real heavy and my um my uh my mom's dad passed away that grandfather passed away when i in 86 when i was probably i guess seven years old back then and um you know i i cherish those things that i have from them guys that is just so much a part of their legacy and their heritage and that's the thing with preserving preserving things that are that are of value of memories of of stories of pictures of all those different things that we can use to, to do that kind of stuff and what chester moore is doing in his series is is basically discovering some trophy rooms and stuff like that and things that are things that are of value like that because the thing that, that that's most important about all of that is passing on that to future generations it's passing that on to your kids and your kids friends and and the people that he hangs out with you know or she hangs out with and and just uh just having that preservation of that memory for life so whether it be a picture whether it be a picture with a skull mount whether it be a picture with a euro mount with it whether it be a picture with a, a you know a, a, a skull cap mount you know whatever the case may be you you really have so much to pass on to the next generation in the outdoors and it doesn't matter how many horns you have hanging on your wall or how many antlers you have hanging in your office or whatever the case may be this is all encompassing this is what it's all about it is all about the greater good it's all about preserving that memory for the future and i know i've kind of gone off and ad-libbed and all this stuff but i really really mean that you know it's kind of cool to do it yourself is what i'm trying to get to 
Um, but it's also kind of cool if you have somebody do it and then you see you mount it elegantly in your home, something that you'd be proud to display in your living room and not just something that looks good in your office okay, or looks good into your man cave. Um, you know, and that's why I like Skullhooker stuff so much is because they, they really, really make anything that you display very, very elegant and very uh, professional and very sleek and very stylish and I, all the other acronyms that go along with it. It's just really, really good stuff. So, um, there's just so much to talk about here, guys, but I don't want to keep you guys forever on this show. I've done a bunch of long shows lately, so I'm going to do a shorter show this, this podcast. Um, but I mean, you know, whether it is hunting an exotic and getting it in Thompson Temple's record book of exotics, I mean, that's awesome. I've been following uh, Crossbow Nation on my uh, on my Facebook feed lately. The engagement of those kind of guys that are showing pictures of their eight year old and their ten year old and their nine year old having pictures of them with their first crossbow kill. Holy smokes, that's awesome! Um, and and also you know are having their first hog, their first deer, their first whatever the case may be. I live for that kind of stuff. And we have a whole photo uh, gallery that we do uh, photo of the day, photo of the week uh, on Facebook on our Facebook page. You can check that out at fishgame.com and submit your photo of the day. Uh, we try to knock those out pretty regularly as well. Um, you know, I'm going to start a photo contest here pretty soon with some of these uh, flash drive readers, the SD card readers that I have that are mobile optimized, and then um, the green flashlights that I have as well. So we'll be doing some stuff with that. Now, if you've not already checked out our newsletters, we have two, uh, three, I'm sorry, three every week. We have a Tactical Tuesday, we have Wildlife Wednesday, or sorry, Wilderness Wednesday is now called, and the Thursday Texas State of the Outdoor Nation. Now, that all being said, we also have the Whitetail National. That comes out once every other week. All right, so every two weeks you get the Whitetail National every other week. So uh, there's that. Uh, the Turkey National comes out in the spring. The Hog Wild uh, one that we've we've looked at uh, sending out for a while too. That's another one that's going to be coming out pretty soon. I mean, there's just a lovely, lovely amount of stuff that's coming on uh, that, that's content from us. And our whole goal of the magazine and goal for everybody is to teach everyday people how they can go out and hunt and fish and have the best of the outdoors. That's what this podcast is. Um, this podcast uh, theme has been since I started it four years ago was you know, something that would be of value to everybody and accessible to everybody that listens. And that's my whole goal with this show and what I try to do and that kind of stuff. So uh, just to review what we talked about today, boil out your own head, pay somebody else to boil it out, use a skull hooker or some kind of other mounting plaque method, um, just elegant way to display mounts in your, in your, uh, in your office or your home or your man cave and, um, and just a lot of different things here. Check out Wilson wildlife, check out, um, our friends at skullhooker.com, wilson-wildlife.com, Mike Wilson. Uh, just a lot of great things going on, guys, that are uh, that are coming down the pike that we're doing here at the magazine. Uh, the October issue is out and has been out for a little while now. You'll be getting this probably in late October. So November issue should be out right after this, this episode airs. I'm doing this episode a little bit in advance because uh, our uh, social media team that does all of our Facebook and stuff like that and our newsletters is going to be out of the uh, out of the out of the, the I don't know the out of the country but they're going to be out of pocket for the next couple of weeks and so I'm trying to get this one done so we can have a podcast for the uh, the next newsletter cycle and uh, that's why I'm doing this one today in early October for late October some <laughs> reason I normally do these you know a week beforehand but uh, I just love this guys i just this is so cathartic and healthy for me this is so beneficial 
vessel to my own expression of life that I want to give to you, that I want to impact you. So you will go and impact others to make a positive impact in the outdoors uh, for our wildlife, for our children, for your friends and family, for the immediate circle that you have to benefit. Uh, and Orlando and Jeremy and all you guys that listen every episode, I love you guys all so hard. It is just absolutely awesome that you've taken the time to download this. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please uh, also give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you found this show, whether it is on Stitcher or uh, iTunes or um our friends over at TuneIn or uh, any of that stuff. You can even listen to the best of the outdoors on Alexa now. It's awesome, man. So thank you to Skullhooker and and Dr. Mike Wilson with uh, Wilson Wildlife for uh, sponsoring this show. And uh, I just, I love this, guys. I love this. I could do this all day. Um, and, and just the thing that I want to leave you with is just to get out there and get something going. It's hunting season now, all right? And we're getting ready to enter uh, when this podcast releases and when it goes into its second week. Um, we're going to get ready into, to get into hunting season. I'm trying to get Jackson and in, in behind an AR-15, uh, to be, uh, to be accurate with the two, two, three and, um, and get him a, uh, a deer or a hog or whatever it comes out this year at the deer blind, um, where I hunt out of Mason Brady and, uh, just, just to share that time with him. And it doesn't even matter if he kills anything this year or not yet. I, I just, just to have that time of family in the outdoors, just to have, the experience to, to, to be a co-creator with God in the outdoors, to be a blessing to other people and a blessing to wildlife in the outdoors, um, to be a, uh, a beacon of hope for our next generation and for generations that are yet unborn. Yes, I know I'm getting deep. Uh, generations that are yet unborn yet. I absolutely love every minute of the outdoors, guys. And I want you to embrace it with that same passion and that same love and that same... Um, you know, I love when I do solo shows. I get on so many different tangents, but I have nobody to say, hey, Dustin, let's talk about this. Um, but, you know, I just, there's so much beauty in life. There's so many things to be thankful and grateful for. And I want to, as we close this show down, to just remind you to just give thanks to God for all that you've been given, for all that you have had, for all that you have, and for all that you shall have. That's one of my frequent prayers. Thank you, God, for all that I have, for all I shall have, and for all I do have. And, um, and not necessarily in that order, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, there's so much out there to explore. There's so much out there to, uh, consume and enjoy and give back. And there's so many opportunities out there through these, uh, you know, Crosswater Outfitters, which is my organization, uh, you know, Bridges International, there's just so many different, um, uh, veteran organizations. There's so many different, uh, outdoor ministry organizations you could plug into and be a blessing in there and i encourage you to do that as well so that's me kind of my my, my last uh my last segment ramblings there but uh anyway thank you guys thank you guys so much for telling a friend and watching and reading and listening have an awesome day in the outdoors we'll see you next time <laughs>